All right, welcome in everybody to the Hardly Knowledgeable Podcast. Uh, I am Nolan Werner, joined again by Drew Schoenberger. Uh, we're trying something a little bit different. Uh, this year we live in the same house, so we're trying a little bit of a different recording style to do it as cheaply as possible. Uh, so if this works, we'll keep doing it this way, but if it doesn't work, uh, we'll change our approach in the future. So uh, today we're going to talk about the other Power Five conferences, the four other conferences. We did a little bit of a breakdown on Kansas and Kansas State uh, last time, last week. Uh, today we're going to talk about the Pac-12, ACC, Big Ten, and then uh, the SEC to finish things off. So we'll go ahead and we'll jump right into it. We're going to start with the Pac-12. Um, I think the way we're going to attack this is we're going to talk about uh, who we think will play in the Pac-12 title game and then some some certain win totals and compare some teams. So uh, right now I think I'll, I'll jump into it and then let you have a run at it. But right. I, I think Utah still is a good team, and I think they're going to be a good team. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to see them in Los, Los Angeles uh, or Las Vegas. Is that where they play the championship game? I think so. I think it changes sometimes, but I think it's probably in Vegas because they have the uh, – Got the new stadium there, so probably yeah. in Vegas. So it could be in Vegas, could be in Los Angeles. We don't know. I I, I think it might be in Vegas, but anyway. So I think uh, Utah will be there, and then you've got you've got a lot of new coaches around the Pac-12. Washington with a new coach, Oregon with a new coach, USC with a new coach, and we know a lot about a few of those guys. Dan Lanning, the uh, defensive coordinator from Georgia, taking over at Oregon. Or Washington, Oregon. He's Oregon. Yeah, Oregon. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so he's taking over at Oregon. Uh, Lincoln Riley taking over at USC. And a lot of people are picking USC to be a uh, Pac-12 contender. Uh, so I, I don't know if I'm ready to buy into the hype year one mm-hmm. um, with Lincoln Riley. But I also think they've got a lot of talent there and a very talented coaching staff. Uh, maybe not Alex Grinch so much as a defensive coordinator, but they do have a pretty talented coaching staff. So I wouldn't be surprised if we saw USC in, in uh, Las Vegas either. All right. So my pick would also be Utah and USC. Um, It's really to me, I think what teams will be in contention to play Utah. I think Utah is going to be really good. I know they return a lot of talent from last year. They lost a few games early last year, lost a game to BYU, lost a game to Oregon State, and then lost another game I don't remember who against. But then they basically won out until the Rose Bowl, and they destroyed a really good Oregon team twice. And, yeah, I think they'll be really good. And I'll pick USC because I think it's between them and Oregon, and I would trust that Lincoln Riley brought over probably more talent to USC than maybe what Dan Lanning brought to Oregon, but also Oregon was probably obviously a better team than what USC was to start. But – so, yeah, I'll take Utah and USC. I'm not – I was kind of buying into the USC hype at first, but I had to kind of dial it back. I think they'll be a lot like Texas this year. I think that they will have a really good offense. You know, they got Caleb Williams from Oklahoma. They got Jordan Addison from USC. Uh, they got Mario Williams, another receiver from Oklahoma. So, they'll have a really good offense, but I'm not sold on their defense at all. I think they'll have a lot of shootouts, which in the Pac-12 might be good enough to win most of your games, but I think they'll probably lose two or three, and I'd pick Utah over them. The yeah, I think I, de- I definitely think this will be the huge year for sure to win a, uh, a Pac-12 title game. They did last year, but mm-hmm. we can make it two in a row for them. Um, 
I do like USC. I think they're the more talented team, but I, I do think Oregon can run, make a run at it. I think they'll be the more physical team. Uh, Lincoln Riley's teams at Oklahoma were not built based on physicality. And yeah. I think, you know, I think Oregon might be the more physical team. And depending on when they play, that might uh, play into the game. So, yeah. Um, okay. Well, there's your Pac-12. Does Utah make a playoff? Uh, I'd say no. Okay. Because I think they'll lose one in the Pac-12 at least. I don't think they'll run the table. And we'll probably get to this later, but they play at Florida week one. I'm not saying they're going to lose that game, but that's definitely a game that they could lose. Um, Real quick on FanDuel, the Pac-12 conference odds. USC is actually the favorite at plus 170, which is I think is just incorrect. Utah's plus 250 and Oregon's plus 300. And then the fourth team is UCLA at 10 to one. So there's definitely a drop off mm-hmm. by the odds makers from the top three. So, yeah. So, uh, but I'll take Utah USC and Utah winning uh, the game. So Same. Same moving game. on to the Atlantic coastal conference, a conference that has been primarily run by Clemson recently um, last year, not so much Wake Forest and Pitt met in the title game. And you and I both disagree on how Pitt's going to end up this year. You think they're still going to be pretty solid. And I think we're going to see a considerable drop off uh, for Pitt. Um, NC State is another team that has talked about a lot coming into this season as dark horse playoff contention. And I mean, if they want to be in the playoff contention, then they have to, um, they have to win all their games and win out. But then we look at down South at Florida state, Mike Norvell has to get it going this year, I think, or he'll be, he'll be out. And then um, Mario Cristobal taking over in Miami. Uh, They're not going to be, you know, fantastic this year, but I think we'll see a lot of improvement because he's a good coach and he's proven that at uh, Oregon. So for my ACC title game, I do think we'll see NC state in it. And I don't know. I don't know how the divisions are set up there, but uh, up there I I could see Pitt. you know, because they do return a little bit, but they, they are losing that talent at quarterback. So I don't know about that, but it's going to be an interesting – I don't think there's going to be a lot of separation. I think they're going to be a lot like the Big 12. There's no perennial team that's just looks like a playoff winning, uh, you know, mm-hmm. playoff title, you know, contender. So I think it'll be a lot like the Big 12. Everybody's kind of packed close. We'll see what North Carolina has and what they're going to bring back too. Uh, so I think it'll be a fun conference to watch. Uh, if those two Florida schools hold up there into the bargain, I think it'll be an interesting title race for sure. Yeah, I think so too. Um, real quick, so the Atlantic is Clemson, Florida State, NC State, Wake Forest, Boston College, Syracuse, Louisville. The Coastal is Duke, Georgia Tech, North Carolina, Virginia, Miami, Pitt, and Virginia Tech. So I didn't realize North Carolina and North Carolina State were not in the same division. That's kind of odd to me. But I guess there's like four North Carolina schools, so they can't all be in the same division. Yeah. So, I think Clemson will win the conference this year. Uh, I think in the uh, I know the divisions very well. The Atlantic, uh, it's really just between them and NC State. Uh, Wake Forest can maybe be a contender, but their quarterback Sam Hartman, who's really good, has a he has some injury thing that he's dealing with that is not life threatening, but was pretty serious, and he's going to miss a good portion of the season. So I bet that kind of derails them a little bit, unless their backup's good. But I don't know anything about him. Um, but last year, Clemson, in the regular season, they lost a non-conference game to Georgia, who won the championship by seven week one. They lost to NC State on the road in overtime, and then I believe Pitt got them. 
those were the two losses, I think. And then they kind of ran through everybody else, even though they probably had some of the worst quarterback play in the country. Um, so I think Clemson's going to be pretty good again this year. Um, I think they'll be a contender for the playoff. I don't know if they'll make it because they probably have to go undefeated. I don't know if they had one loss if they get in. But they'll get NC State at home this year, so I do think that they'll win the division and they will uh, win the conference. But out of the other division, I actually think Miami's going to be pretty good. Uh, Tyler Van Dyke, as a freshman last year, was one of the best quarterbacks in the country, and I think that with Mario Cristobal and getting some better coaching around them, I could see them being good and maybe also contending for a playoff spot. Um, But, yeah, and with Clemson – they will have a dominant defense again, I would think, even though they did lose both coordinators. I would, I still think they'll have a dominant defense, but I guess we'll see. Um, DJ Uyunglele was pretty bad last year after he showed some promise whenever Trevor Lawrence was out with COVID a couple of years ago. But he didn't look very good last year, and I've heard some stuff that he's maybe – he was playing a little overweight last year, and he maybe lost some weight. I don't know. That might just be offseason fluff, but – if he is good, then I think Clemson will have a good offense and be even better. But if not, they have a five-star freshman. His name's Kate Klubnik, and I don't know much about him, but I know there's not too many five-star recruits every year, and maybe he could be a guy that could help take them to the playoffs. So I'll take Clemson and the ACC. Yeah, I mean, here's my thing with Clemson, and I, I struggle buying into this, is they have two – their defensive coordinator in particular was the best coordinator in football. Mm-hmm. And that's why their defense was so elite for so many years in a row. They lost him and it's going to be hard to replace. And then you're also having to replace an offensive coordinator as well. And Dabo Sweeney went with two inside hires. Now, sometimes that works out. Sometimes it doesn't, but I don't know. I don't know how well he's going to be able to fill the, fill the gaps between these two, the coaches and the, and uh, the <clears throat> coordinator. So, We'll see how it goes. DJ definitely needs to improve if they're going to win that conference. So mm-hmm. I, I'll still stick with NC State, and uh, I can see Miami. I think they'll be. I think they'll be improved. I don't know if they're a conference champion uh, level yet, but they will definitely be improved. So, all right, uh, the Big Ten. I think the Big Ten. We're talking about uh, one team in particular, and it's Ohio State. And can anybody uh, beat Ohio State? I don't think anybody out of the Western half of the Big Ten conference is going to put up pose much of a threat uh, in the Big Ten title game. So it really doesn't matter who goes there. I think I was going to be stout again. Um, they, I don't think they lost a lot of people. Wisconsin always is a solid team. Minnesota is going to be good again. So I think that'll be a fun division, but no team is going to be good enough to play in the playoff or beat Ohio State or Michigan. I do think Michigan is going to be good again this year. Um, they did lose a lot of talent coaching talent coordinator twice so uh, again a little play with uh Clemson however Michigan was a lot better last year than Clemson was so I think the the battle for the east will come down to those two and it'll come down to the last weekend of the se- of the season at 11 a.m in Columbus Ohio that's a traditional kickoff so that, that they can't do that under the lights anymore Yep. Or they can't do that under the lights because that's a traditional kickoff. So uh, I do think Michigan will be good this year. I don't know if they have quite what it takes to beat Ohio State, but we didn't. We thought the same thing last year leading into that mm-hmm. Michigan-Ohio State game. And Michigan uh, beat them pretty good. So we'll see. 
Uh, I'll lean towards uh, Michigan to pull off an upset, but that's because I'm a little biased. I hate Ohio State, so I'll lean towards Michigan to pull off an upset against Ohio State and then meet, I don't know, Iowa was Iowa or Minnesota in the Big Ten championship game. And I'll choose Michigan to win that. Okay. So I don't hate Ohio State. Um, I think they'll win the conference. I think they're going to go undefeated. Um, I think their toughest game of the year – I don't think they'd lose to Michigan twice in a row, and especially getting them at home this year. I don't think they'll lose that game. Uh, At Penn State can maybe be their toughest test. Um, I know, like, even, like, the teams from the West, they get, like, they get Wisconsin at home, so I don't think Wisconsin would go in there and win. Um, But I do think Michigan's going to be really good. I could see both teams being 11-0 when that game's played, Uh and then I think Ohio State would win, but maybe – Maybe not, but hey, maybe Michigan this, but, makes the playoff. I mean, know? this this game is a type of a game. It's a rivalry game, and it's a type of a game that you you can say you don't see Ohio State losing to Michigan twice, but anything can happen. Literally anything can happen in that game, and I can see Michigan rattling off two wins. They just they just went on a ten year drought, or if if not longer, mm-hmm. of beating Ohio State. So I think that Michigan can win that game. And if they want to make this rivalry more competitive, they might need to string a few wins together uh, against Ohio State and Rota to do it. So, again, I'll lean towards Michigan. You'll lean towards Ohio State, mm-hmm. which is fine, and and uh, it'll it'll be fun. So, who does Ohio does Ohio State play anybody uh, notable in their non conference? Like Oregon last year, we can find out. I was just on Michigan's. So I can pull up real quick. They play. They do play Notre Dame week one at home. Ohio State does? Yes. So okay. that's a pretty big one, but I think I don't think Notre Dame is is the fifth best team in the country. I think they're probably like fifteenth to tenth or something. But then they play Arkansas State and Toledo. So if probably can, gonna, probably gonna go three and zero. Notre Dame will definitely be the toughest. Yeah. One. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that'll be a fun game to watch week one. Um, for those of you who don't have a six o'clock kickoff local time, uh, you'll be able to watch that game live. But for others who are in Wildcat Nation, won't be able to watch that game happen in real time. So uh, if Notre Dame can win there, they might shock a lot of people and they could set up an early track to a playoff yeah. spot for sure if they can win in Columbus. So that'll be a big game week one with playoff implications already. So we'll see Notre Dame new coach, all that fun stuff, but that'll be a fun game. Um, moving on to the Southeastern Conference, this is the area where Drew and I might disagree a little bit on certain things. So we're going to go, I'm going to go ahead and start off with my East champion. I do think that the university of Tennessee can win the East. I think they've got the offensive firepower to do it. And I think they, if they win the East, they're not going to win the SEC. I think we all can agree. Alabama's going to do that, but Drew's a little bit higher on the university of Florida. I'm higher on Tennessee and Kentucky. I think that'll be where the East runs through. And of course you can't forget about Georgia. Georgia's going to be good this year. I don't know if they're going to be national championship good this year or SEC championship good this year. So I think you've got a three headed race there between Georgia, Kentucky, and Tennessee. I would, I would give the nod to Tennessee because they haven't lost to Kentucky in so long. And it's going to, and they haven't beat Georgia in a while or Florida. So it's going to be a revenge tour for them. And I'll give the nod to Tennessee and I'll have them playing in Atlanta. All right. I know if we're doing all that uh, or doing the West too, because that's kind of West is kind of obvious who's going to win that one. Yeah. That's uh, what I was yeah. So I think Georgia's going to win the East. Um, I know they lost a lot, but they also have a ton of talent still on their team. A lot of their backups last year probably could have started on a lot of teams. And 
they didn't lose all 11. They lost like five or six. Now all five or six went like in the first round or like Nicobe Dean fell to the third for some reason, even though he might've been the best player on their whole defense. But I still think they're going to be really good. Um, I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but if you look at Georgia's games against the East opponents specifically, although really anybody in the SEC, like nobody was even close to beating them. So I do think that the gap will be shorter this year between the rest of the teams and them. And I think there's like four teams that will compete for second. And I'll get to that in a sec, but I just think Georgia will just win them all. I don't see like maybe they slip up one game, but I don't see where the losses are. If you look at their schedule, they play at South Carolina. They're going to play in Lexington, aren't they? They are going to play in Lexington. I'm just going in order. Yeah. They play at South Carolina. They, I think they're one of the four teams, but they're the, of the, of that group of four, they're the one I'm the lowest on at Missouri. That's a win. Um, home against Auburn. I honestly think any home game is a win, but maybe, I don't know, home against Auburn. I'd say that's a win. Vanderbilt at home, obviously a win. Home against Florida, I think that's a win. Home against Tennessee, I'm assuming you have Tennessee winning that game since you have Tennessee winning the East, but I have that as a win for Georgia. And then at Mississippi State and at Kentucky will both be tough. So maybe I'm I'm pretty high on Mississippi State this year, and Kentucky is always solid. So I think that those could be tough, so maybe they drop one of those, but that's all their games. I don't really – I don't know. So Kentucky, So Kentucky gets Georgia after they go to Mississippi State? Yeah. So I actually think that's a perfect game for Kentucky because, like you said, I'm pretty high on Mississippi State this year too. That's a tough place to go play, and then they got to turn around and go play in Lexington, and that's a tough home field environment again for for the Wildcats. So I think that Georgia's going to drop that game, and I do think they'll lose to Tennessee. I think it's there's an offense. Tennessee has an offense. It's going to be able to score on just about anybody. You know, two years into the system, they didn't have a very long time last year to get it under their belt because mm-hmm. of how late the coaching change was made. So I think Josh Heupel having a full year with this team being able to compete. He competed with Alabama for, you know, a half. They com- they competed mm-hmm. with a lot of teams they shouldn't have last year. And Georgia's defense was just so stout and good. But they lost a coordinator. They've got a new one. They've got – they lost a lot of talent, like you said, a lot of NFL talent. So we'll see how it goes. I do like Tennessee. I think they can score. So I'm gonna, I'm still going to give the nod to them. I think they'll win in, in Sanford Stadium against Georgia. So we'll see how that goes. You said that you had four teams in the running in the East. What are those four teams? So in order, Florida, Tennessee, Kentucky, and South Carolina. Okay. I think now me being high on Florida, like I get the disagreement because we don't know. But I think a lot of what happened in the East last year was obviously Georgia dominated. Florida was expected to be that second team, I think, because they were coming off. They won the East the year before and gave Bama – when they won the title, the best, the only close game they had all year, really. And, um, but then they lose to Bama early on in the season. And then I'm blanking on Dan Mullen. I've also said Dan Lanning. Dan Mullen, you know, kind of just lost his team there at the end. And they lost a lot of games that they shouldn't have. That like they, I think they actually beat Tennessee last year, but they, they lost to South Carolina by like 30. I think, I think Missouri beat them because there was something that their coach was doing with some freaking lightsabers, freaking nerd. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of – like, Florida was really down, and they barely made a bowl. They won six games. That's not very much like them. So, I just think with a real coach in there, and they still have a ton of talent, um, I don't know. I'm just higher on them. I also – I feel like everybody's on Tennessee, so I'm just trying to go the other way on mm-hmm. that one. But I do think they're better than Kentucky. I think Kentucky is also a pretty overhyped team. 
I don't, I don't know. Like, I think they're a pretty solid. I'm drinking eight. the Big Blue Nation Kool Aid. I just think like they're they'll, they'll be a solid eight win team. I just don't see them getting more than that. Like, they kind of seem similar to like, like they're better than this team, but like they're like they're like SEC Iowa State. Like when they, you know, when Matt Campbell's on the rise and they're projected to win like five or six games, like yeah, they could win eight or nine. But then when they're ranked and everyone expects them to be good like they're really going to be the second best team in the division like I don't I don't see that I uh I would take Tennessee over them pretty easily I think they've I think they are the second best team in the division but you and I both disagree on where Georgia's going to fall this year right uh with Florida I can't buy into the first year coach I refuse to buy into first year coaches uh succeeding automatically at a place um to the level that you'd expect Florida to be the second best in that division. I just, I can't buy into first year coaches doing that. So I am, that's why I'm not high on Florida. I think they got three years and then they're going to be the, they'll be the one of the teams to beat in the East, but I just don't think it's this year yet. Yeah, that's fair. And then South Carolina, after that, they, you know, say what you want about Spencer Rattler, but he's a real quarterback and South Carolina didn't really have like real quarterbacks last year. Like I think at one point a wide receiver was playing quarterback and they had like a GA played for a few games and they somehow still won six games. So I feel like having a real quarterback and I know Shane Beamer was only like the tight ends coach at Oklahoma, but he went out and got him. So I feel like that's going to be really important for them. And I think they'll succeed. I bet they win like maybe seven games because I don't know if they'll jump up too much just because the SEC is a really tough conference and they have to play Clemson. And I think that'll be a loss, but yeah. So I think those are the four teams that will compete for second. Um, And I would have Florida, followed by Tennessee, Kentucky, and South Carolina. And then Missouri and Vanderbilt, like maybe Missouri could upset a team to try to get the six wins. But, well, we've already touched on Missouri. I don't think they're very good. And then Vanderbilt always is the bottom. Vanderbilt's actually got a lot of talent coming in. I think they're going to be – I think they could win seven games coming up. Um, This year? Not this year, but I think coming up they could win seven or eight games. James Franklin had them a ranked team you know, at one point in time. So they've got a lot of talent coming in. Yeah. So I I think Vanderbilt's on the rise too. And I think the East is becoming a lot tougher division than people give them credit for. So. Yeah, yeah I guess it's tough whenever like one division has Bama and like Georgia has been really good, but they're not Bama yet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, there's not a Vanderbilt, even if they are on the rise, there's no Vanderbilt in the West. So it's kind of tough to have that. But yeah, they're definitely still a really good, really good division. Yeah. For sure. All right, give me four schools, Drew. Who is who will be playing in the playoff come the end of the year? I am going to go with Ohio State, Alabama. I'm going to say that Georgia. I'm I'm going to reason why I don't have them in the playoffs. I think they will lose one of those two games we talked about, and then they'll lose to Bama and the SEC title. So I won't have them with two losses. I'll have Clemson in there. And then I'll have Michigan in there. I think with one loss, I think with one loss, they can still get in. Okay. So we haven't seen the committee really respect the Big Ten as much as the SEC. Of course, mm-hmm. we haven't seen a very strong Big Ten uh, as we have in the with the SEC in the playoff era. I do think Ohio State, or I think Michigan's going to make it because they're going to beat Ohio State, and then they'll win the Big Ten championship game. So mm-hmm. I think it's going to be Michigan, Alabama, and then you and I disagree on Clemson, and I think NC State will make the playoffs. So I think you got three teams there that are pretty solid. And then one other team that goes undefeated from either of the other two conferences are going to make it. So I do think either uh, Utah will make it if they go undefeated. 
or a Baylor or Kansas State. Now, Kansas State's not going to make it unless they go undefeated and win the Big 12 title game mm-hmm. convincingly. Now, I do think Baylor has a little bit more media respect, and they can make it with one loss. So I think um, a Big 12 school will make the playoff this year, whoever wins the conference. And if mm-hmm. Kansas State's undefeated, then they'll make the playoffs. Yeah, week one is pretty big for the Pac-12 because Utah travels to Florida to the Swamp to play a game. That'll be tough. And then Oregon, I'd have them as third. But if they're maybe a little better than people expect, they play Georgia, I think, in Atlanta week one. Yeah. So basically a home game for Georgia. But, hey, they could win that one. I don't know. We've kind of seen how. They surprised people last year. Yeah. We've we've seen how, well, with the Utah-Florida game, we've seen kind of in the past what happens if, you know, Pac-12 favorite plays uh, middle of the Pac-SEC team. We kind of see what happens there when uh, – a freshman Bo Nix took down Justin Herbert and the Oregon Ducks that one year, three years ago or whatever. So, you know, and now Bo Nix plays for Oregon. So it's come full circle, but mm-hmm. you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. Well, uh, as new or as Chanu, as the Chanu blue comet play-by-play announcer said, a Bishop Meage, that's going to do it for this episode of the hardly knowledgeable podcast. Um, thanks for tuning in. If you've got any questions for us, feel free to ask on Twitter. Our links to Twitter will be in the description on Spotify. Um, feel free to ask. We'll do our best to answer your questions. So coming at you next week, week zero preview. Thank you and goodbye.